everybody, and welcome to Nostalgia Crew. This is the show where we talk everything old school. Uh, this is the usual group, Bill, along with Danielle. Hello. And for those of you that grew up watching Saturday morning cartoons, I hope you have your pajamas on and a bowl of cereal or whatever you used to eat for breakfast, because that's going to be our main discussion that we're going to talk about and i'll get in like i told danielle um i'm going to get into the whole story of why we watched this particular one um but also there's a lot of other stuff that we're going to talk about uh big nickelodeon news which i, I we i know danielle's pumped up and i found it <laughs> and i found it a little weird but i'll explain why if, you know in a little bit but, um, to begin, um, I, I wanted to bring this up because I read this about two days ago and I didn't get a chance to talk about it on one of my other shows, that wrestling show, because, um, well, for obvious reasons, it probably would not have fit everything I talked about this week, but, um, for those of you that have known me for a while, um, lately, WWE has done some cartoon movies with some Hanna-Barbera favorites. <laughs> um, the first being uh, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery, which I actually reviewed that a year ago, which you can listen to if you... Uh, if you go back a full year, I might try and find that episode and put it up on my Facebook so everyone can listen to the review of that god-awful movie. There, there were very few shining light moments. And then earlier this year, they came out with a Flintstones WWE movie. Mm-hmm. And then next year, they're coming out with another Scooby-Doo movie. Well... Now they have announced the next movie that they're going to do. And I sort of figured, well, it's going to be a matter of time before they did it anyway. Get ready for a Jetsons movie with WWE wrestlers. Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I knew it was going to happen sooner or later. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that Scooby-Doo movie was just god-awful. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, um, at my job, the library, I came across Scooby-Doo meets Kiss, and that was even more frightening. Oh, my God. No, I don't ever want to see that movie. Yeah, I... Yeah. It, it was... <laughs> like, when I, like, when I saw the trailer, I was like, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Basically, how I looked at it is this is just Kiss once again cashing in on marketing. That's how I looked at it. They don't they don't really need the money, but they'll do it anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so yeah. Um, so get ready for WWE and the Jetsons. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> if I had to guess, 
Uh, it'll either be in 2017 or 2018. That's my guess. Oh. So it's because the next the next movie is going to be the second Scooby Doo WWE movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll come out in 2016. Oh my god. So yeah. Ugh. The I I don't know I. I it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's pretty bad. All right. Uh, let's stick with cartoons, because Nickelodeon came up big in the last... Well, since the last time we've been on. Um, it's... There's... Well, thank you. There's so many different, like, stories and news that I've heard and I can't quite figure it out. Maybe you can help me a little bit, Danielle, on this. Because at first, I had heard that they were going to do a movie, make it sort of like the Justice League or the Avengers with all these Nicktoons. And now, because you were the one that actually said the name of the channel, Right. They're gonna. They're potentially coming out with its own channel. That one of the reports. Uh oh! Did we lose Danielle? Oh, we're we're losing her here. Hello. Okay, there you are. Okay. Alright, there are um, conflicting reports as to whether it's a channel or whether it's a block, so I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. Like, they say, I, I initially heard it was a channel, and then um, they said, no, this other article says it's a block, and they said, well, this is awfully a lot of promotion and, like, fanfare for just a simple channel block right so they said well maybe it's a chance um it's a whole channel but it's called the splat whatever it is so (laughs) i and then there was another report i read where they were initially it started out as they were in talks to revive their older shows yeah i had heard that one too so um i don't know and I'm kind of glad that that didn't materialize because as much as I love and I and I'm a huge fan of you know certain stuff from my childhood being revived a lot of those Nicktoons couldn't really some of them like Rugrats I can't watch a rerun of the Rugrats without wanting to call CPS on the parents like it just it's hard for me to you know yeah Hey Arnold could probably work now, but Rugrats, it's just, it's hard to watch it, especially most of the target audience from the original show are now paired. Yeah. Watching this and going, wouldn't leave them alone that long? <laughs> Plus, I, I would think that um, the, the lady who was the voice of Chucky, who passed yep. away recently, you know, mm-hmm. that would sort of hold back a little bit so right 
So I don't know, and it, it's a whole different scenario. I don't think it would have. I'm kind of glad that they just said, "Hey, we just eat the old jokes." Yeah. Not, hey, let's, you know. Now I had, or well, what I know is, um, because I am, you know, on weekend. Well, it's on every night, but on Teen Nick. They have a two-hour block mm-hmm. from midnight to two in the morning of 90s Nicktoons. Right, right. And it's, like, the rotation changes. Because it's like, okay, well, here's an episode of Hey Arnold, here's an episode of Rugrats, here's an episode of Cat Dog, you know, and, and it changes. So, like, they have this two-hour block of from midnight to two in the morning every day on Teen Nick of these shows that are on for two hours pretty much when everybody's asleep. So if it ends up becoming a channel of its own, I think it would be a good idea. My biggest concern, my biggest fear is, uh-huh. okay, let's say this channel does go and right. let's say that this channel succeeds in the beginning. Then the executives are gonna want to are gonna want new episodes. Hmm. They're gonna want them, right? And and then I don't think we should forget, you know, like Ren and Stimpy, Doug. Those are two cartoons. You know, I don't think Ren and Stimpy could work on Nickelodeon today because of the whole content thing. Right. And then with Doug, it went to Disney and I don't know if you'd want to bring a show that you originally had and it went to a rival company, go back to, you know, it's a lot, yeah. it's a lot of politics. And I, I really don't know if it would work. I, I guess if I want to use an example, and I think you're going to agree with me with the example here, mm-hmm. the Game Show Network. Right. When the Game Show Network started, However long ago it was. It's, it's been a long time. Yeah. It was all the old game shows. Mm-hmm. Now they have new game shows that they produce. Right. They have some of the current ones. And, yeah. every, and every once in a while, they will show the older game shows. Not enough. Right. Which yeah. is why now, and, I've, and we finally got it recently... Um, there's another game show channel called Buzzer. Yes! (laughs) You you don't sound thrilled. Okay, I'm kind of, one of my, um, the people I subscribe to on YouTube is currently going through a copyright thing with them, so I'm kind of, like, in the middle, (laughs) you know? Yeah. It's like, I want to... You want to know the scariest thing? Seeing seeing Jerry Stiller at a young age, that's a scary sight, folks. Jerry Stiller from like 40, uh-oh. Jerry Stiller from 40 years ago has scared Danielle off. Yeah. Oh, there we go. No, I was Skype hates me today. What was that? Skype hates me today, I swear to God. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I've seen him younger because um, I back on Game Show Network when that was popular, 
They used to run this show called Tattletales. I love Tattletales. Yep, and that that's one of the shows that airs on that channel now. Right, no, annoying about. Um, <laughs> but um. Tattletales and him and his wife used to be on Tattletales. I loved it. used to come on after school on Game Show Network when I was in high school. And I would always watch Tattletales and then Google to see if the couples were still married. Mm -hmm. I was just so curious. But yeah, I've, I've seen him when he was younger. And the funny thing is, I didn't know he was Ben Stiller's father wow. when I was a kid. Okay. Oh, when you were a kid. Yeah. I mean, I know now. But at the time, it didn't really connect to me that those were Ben Stiller's parents. Mm hmm. Because I knew Ben Stiller was, and I knew Jerry Stiller was, but you know, you see similar last names in Hollywood, and people change names, and people, you know. Yeah, it's so true. So, you know, there's that. But, um, yeah, Game Show Network, it, it, it's called GSN now. They don't even have, like, the same... Um, right. Right. And um, he... Uh, and they even have reality shows on there that have, like, no purpose. Exactly. Right. Which is what I worry about if they do come up with this Nickelodeon channel. Right. Because they did have a channel devoted to the old Nickelodeon game shows called Gas. I remember that. And it was a great channel. And eventually it just folded and they just got rid of it altogether. Stupid idea. And, I mean, and it started off really strong. They had all the old game shows, stuff I had never even seen because I was barely, it was either just not born or, like, a toddler. Right. But, um, like, shows like Finders Keepers, I was so little when that was on. I had never seen it. And then I saw it on Gas. It was a fun show. And um, get the picture, all these 80s Nickelodeon game shows, and they had them all on. And then I think as... And the other thing is, when it's owned by a production company, sometimes contracts expire, mm -hmm, people, yeah. you know, so then they have to fill up programming blocks, and then the next thing you know, towards the end, it was nothing but, like, Guts and Legends of the Hidden Temple all day, which... Hey, what you got against Legends of the Hidden Temple? Nothing! I mean, <laughs> Double Dare! And then they, they had gotten rid of the Mark Summers Double Dare, and we're airing the crappy Double Dare 2000. 2000. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well... So, I can tell you, um, if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch the Double Dare episodes, but it costs like three bucks to watch an episode. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm okay with it. It's just, as long as they have like a big spread of stuff and not yeah. just focus on little... Because 90s are all that for the first few months they were on the air. They didn't change their lineup at all. Right. It was, it was but, Keith and Kel, all that, and I think Doug, and that's all it was. But to give them credit, they have kept the 90s theme. Yes, they did. They have not. Yeah, they may, they may switch shows every once in a while, but they've kept the 90s theme, which is a very important thing. The only issue I... Which isn't their fault, but because all that, they have, um, you know, copyright things, they had to cut the music guests. Well, I didn't, when I watched all that, I didn't really care about the musical guests. Oh, okay. Because yeah. there was nobody I liked, so. They had to cut the musical guests, and then they had to cut the sketch that introduces the musical guests, so, um, so then it looks like the show ends earlier than it should, and it kind of suddenly ends. Well, that doesn't bother me one bit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, I said unless you notice that 
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, well, we're right around the corner of the holiday season, and for a lot of people, that means that a lot of these holiday specials are going to be coming up, and we are, you know, the next three months, obviously, we'll have, you know, we'll be talking about our Halloweens and Thanksgivings and Christmases. Um, the Christmas one might be, like, the longest show of the year, so. <laughs> um, but I do have in front of me, and this is a legit website, uh, tvbythenumbers.com, and they track ratings news on TV shows and which shows get canceled and, ca- and all that stuff. So, about two weeks ago, they announced, or they got the uh, the press release from mm-hmm. ABC Family, the lineup for this year's 13 Nights of Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with everybody before I get into this. I usually do not watch the 13 Nights of Halloween. Me neither. O- only because the stuff that they put up is more recent stuff, or feels more recent. But I feel since this is a nostalgic-themed show, and you know this is one of the things that I I know when they did the whole twenty-five days of Christmas thing, it was like the greatest thing ever. Um, I I feel we have an obligation, we have a job to do, and talk or tell. Um, as Danielle's Skype is continuing to messing her up, um, what's going to be on? Mm-hmm. And I have it in front of me. So, um, and it does start October the 19th, and it obviously will end on Halloween. So, let's get right to it. We'll start with the opening day. Opening day of Halloween season. No. Um, October 19th. It starts at 1.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> On October 19th, which is a, a Monday, and a- we're all at work or at school or whatever. It starts at 1.30 in the afternoon. It's not even like the top of the hour. Okay. Um, it starts with Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Uh, so, unless you are a really, really big Harry Potter fan and you want to take half a day off just to see this movie, so it starts at one thirty. <laughs> then, I'll oh, go ahead. Most of the Harry, really big Harry Potter fans I know would probably already own it on DVD anyway, so it wouldn't matter. Exactly. You know. Three and a half hours, that's how long this airs. Yay, commercials. <laughs> and then and then at 5 o'clock is part two of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Because even I know, and I'm not a Harry Potter fan, because that last book was so long that they cut it into two parts. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So that will be at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. At 9 o'clock that night, they will air Hocus Pocus. Which, I will be honest, I have never gotten the fascination with that movie. Never got it. And then to round out the night on opening night at midnight is Tim Burton's Corpse Bride. Okay. 
So that's sort of a good way to scare, scare you to sleep at 2 in the morning when it ends. Alright, so then the next day, it starts at a better time, 4 in the afternoon, where they will show Corpse Bride for those who decided not to stay up at midnight. Then they will air Hocus Pocus at 6. Then they will show a special Halloween episode of Stitchers. And Danielle has... There we go. Alright, so, Stitchers. I've never heard of this show. That sounds familiar. You, do you want to hear the plot? What? Okay. Then tune in to a special Halloween episode of Stitchers, where Camille preps for her annual Halloween bash as the Stitchers team investigates the suicide of a young man who is suspected of abducting a missing college student. Oh, that show! Yep, nothing says ABC Family like conducting an investigation of a suicidal man who abducted a college student. To be fair, they're not really a family channel anymore. And then watch Burlesque! How is that a Halloween movie? No, I was just joking. I, oh, okay. you, you, you mentioned it's not really a family channel. Okay, I was about to say, like, I, I, they just seem so out of it, I, they would probably throw that in there. Um... <laughs> And then they end the night on the 20th with an airing of Casper. Okay, that makes sense. All right, and then we get to October 21st, 5 o'clock. Again, better time. Uh, they will air Casper for those who didn't stay up at midnight. Mm -hmm. Then at 7, it's the Adams Family. Okay. Then at 9, it's Adams Family Values. And then at midnight, it's I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh. Okay, now they're getting scary here. All right. So we get to the 22nd. Adam's Family on at 4. Adam's Family Values at 6. And here's an odd one. And I've seen this movie. And I think we're going to have to discuss this. Mm -hmm. The Hunger Games at 8 p.m. I... Don't, I'm not super familiar with it, but I don't know if that really is. That, that's not really a Halloween yeah. movie. I've seen it. It's a good movie. I have, yeah. It's not a Halloween. If you're going to put it in there for thrills, I can understand because it's like, oh, you got to kill this person to stay in, you know, to stay in the game. And that part I could understand. Mm -hmm. If that's the reason. Right. But I'm not really sure. And then at midnight, it's I still know what you did last summer. I have issues with channels not airing the sequel to something. Well, no, they're airing the sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, okay, why do you have an issue? Oh boy, you you still there? Nope, she's not. We're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of this. Stay up in the air. I still know what you did last summer at midnight, like back to back. That's what I was saying. Oh, okay. So basically, your issue is why are two different nights? Two different nights on yeah. the on the same. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that that makes sense. Yeah. And then 
October 23rd, they'll air The Hunger Games again. And then, at 8.30, the ABC family premiere of Sleepy Hollow. The Johnny Depp version. Wow. And then, to end the night, on a good note, at midnight, Matilda. Huh? Yeah. Oh, come on. I know, I... It just doesn't really seem like a Halloween movie. Well, I mean, the whole... She's got the powers and... Think oh, of yeah, it, she does think, have powers. Okay. Think of it as Carrie for children. Without the blood and the violence. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, it's just, I don't really think of Halloween. All right. And then we get to the first weekend, which is October 24th. It starts with Matilda at 7 in the morning. Then we get Paranorman at 9. Then we get The Corpse Bride at 11. Then we get, and I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, an overrated move. Up, yes. Up, you still there? Yeah. Okay. Then we're going to get at 1 in the afternoon an overrated movie, in my opinion, The Nightmare Before Christmas. There, yeah. I said it. Okay. Then at 2.30 is Casper, 4.30 Adam's Family, 6.30 Adam's Family Value, and then at 8.30, another ABC Family premiere, Disney Pixar's Monsters University. And then at 11, it's Disney Pixar's Toy Story of Terror. And they end the night with Hocus Pocus at 11.30. I, that, that doesn't sound too odd. And then they pretty much have the same schedule the next day, so I'm not going to get you guys bored into that. Uh-huh. So we'll skip the 25th. Um, on the 26th at 5.30 is Sleepy Hollow, p.m. Mm-hmm. And then at 9, it's... Pixar, uh, Toy Story of Terror. Uh-huh. Then at 9.30, it's The Nightmare Before Christmas. And then at midnight, Tim Burton's Frankenweenie. I vaguely remember hearing about that. It's about this kid who brings his dog back from the dead. Eh, okay. Meh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Kid brings dog back to life. We've heard that story. <laughs> Tim Burton, so, yeah, I, you know. know. Yeah. <laughs> and then the 27th, Frank and Weenie at 4, Nightmare mm-hmm. Before Christmas at 6, Toy Story of Terror at 7.30, Hocus Pocus at 9, and Paranorman at midnight. And then on the 28th, Paranorman at 4, Hocus Pocus at 6, and then at 8.15, yes, 8 15. They're being very specific. Yeah. Dark Shadows. The, they're rerunning the show or the movie or what? The, it's a movie. Okay. Because it's from 8.15 to 11. Because Dark Shadows was like a supernatural soap opera in the 60s. So I didn't think they were actually rerunning that. That'd be interesting. And then at midnight, it's Casper. Okay. And then on the 29th, Casper at 5, Adam's Family at 7, 
Family Values at 9, Hocus Pocus at midnight. And then we get to the last two days. And these might actually be worth watching. On the 30th, last chance to see Adam's family at 2.30 in the afternoon. Oh boy! Set your DVR! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 4.30 Adam's Family Values, 6.30 Hocus Pocus, and then at 8.30 Poltergeist. The original version. Not the new version that's oh coming out. And then at midnight, Poltergeist to the other side. Mm. And that movie's actually cursed. If you if you guys have never heard of that. It's Oh, oh the Poltergeist yeah. Yeah, it's know. cursed. If you yeah. guys if you guys want to look it up, go contact your local congressman. That's even scarier than the movie. It is. It it's is. Really sad. Yeah. And then Halloween Day. Boy, we, they got such a big lineup. It's unbelievable. Start at 7 in the morning. Halloween Day. Batman. With Michael Keaton. 10.30. Or not 10.30. 10. Batman Returns. At 12.30. Poltergeist. 3 o'clock. Sleepy Hollow. 5.30, The Nightmare Before Christmas. 7, Hocus Pocus with an encore at 9.15. And it concludes with a repeat of Sleepy Hollow at 11.30. And those are the shows, movies, for the 13 nights of Halloween that ABC Family is putting on. I think we're still both confused about how Hunger Games gets involved in this. Are we, are we agreeing on that? I, th I, I think we're in agreeing on that one. Okay, um, now before we get into um, the, the, the thing that we're going to do today, uh -huh. I, I want to ask you a question. And I, and I sort of want you okay. to think yeah, on this it was one. one of the first things I brought down. Because so be uh, recently, um, hold on, what in the world? Okay. Anyway, recently, um, I did an interview, and mm -hmm. I and the episode will be up this Monday on yeah. SonsOfFlipShow.com. And it was basically the whole the theme of the whole episode. So, I'll ask you the same question. Okay. Um, what is it that, what is it like, like, how would you describe being a fan? A, a fan of, you know, like, certain TV shows, movies, you know. In general? In general. Like, what's, how would you, like, describe it or define it? There's so many different levels to it. Mm -hmm. um, it's um, sometimes if you're there's a casual fan, like you know, I watch it on occasion. I think it's interesting. Then there's more extreme fans where it's like this is my whole life. Yeah. This is my belief of it, and 
you know, and then, but I think the majority of people fall in somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, with me, it's kind of like, I have my stuff that I'm a fan of, but, um, and I have my opinions about those things, and sometimes people who have differing opinions, mm-hmm. we don't really mesh <laughs> well with. Okay. So, it's, it, and, and it can be kind of disconcerting to be a fan of something, hear somebody's negative opinion, mm-hmm. and then have it, you know, um, and then it, like, never leaves your head Yeah. while you're doing it. Okay. So, while you're watching it, I mean, like, because um, I've had that happen with me with several things. Um, All right. So, yeah, it can be it can be fun. It can be stressful. It can be there's so many different levels of it. Do, do you feel sometimes like maybe you have to defend, you know, all the time, all the time, <laughs> especially this, with the Internet? Yeah. <laughs> all right. OK, just just wanted to um, know because that's going to be the theme of the show when it airs this week and I, and I don't want to spoil what I say so just check it out sunsetflipshow.com okay. um, to hear that mm-hmm. um okay you, you know what I, I didn't forget this topic because I think you wanted to talk about it right um well we're back in the school season the school year's yep. already started um I know for me, we're about a month into the school year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when you were growing up, uh-huh. how, like, how did you feel, like, number, well, not how school, you know, like, the first day, because every, I know kids are like, oh, we don't want school to start, you know, we want summer to continue, which is all, you know, everybody's feeling. Uh-huh. But, like... How how did you feel like for the the first couple weeks of school like every year? How did did you feel comfortable? Did you feel uncomfortable? It depends on what age you're referring to. Okay. Generally speaking, though, um, generally speaking, I kind of was like ready to get certain parts of it over with. Mm-hmm. But then there were things that, because there were things that I was looking forward to throughout the school year. So, um, other times I felt comfortable. When I was a teenager, I especially felt comfortable because I had friends and school was sometimes the only place I could see them. So, yeah. Especially when I was in college, though. Oh, yeah. Let's just get it over with. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Yeah. when I was younger, though, like in elementary school, I don't really remember feeling any differently otherwise. But I used to always try to count the days. Like I would say, today's the first day of school, today's the second day of school, and mm-hmm. by like the second week or so, I lose track. Right. It was. I think we all do that. Yeah. So, um, but now um, I don't really remember. Okay. I know. Like, I, I guess for me, it wasn't really till about sixth grade where, you know, like I noticed, oh, you know, 
I want this to be over with, you know, let's just get this started and all that. And then, because sixth grade, that, that, I would have to say, I think of all the years that I was a student, that was probably the hardest year for me. And, and the reason that I say that, because I know what I'm going to say is completely different from what you've experienced, uh-huh. is that previous spring you know when i when i was in fifth grade our principal said that you know the next school year spring hill lake is not doing sixth grade oh wow so they took what would have been us our you know the sixth graders and and it was split into two groups basically like Mm -hmm. okay if you lived in this city, this city, this city, this city, you're going to this school. If you lived in this city, this city, this city, this city, you're going to this school. And I'll never forget, like, when she made that announcement, I just felt terrible. I was, it was almost, like, heartbreaking. Because these were were the, you know, the friends that, you know, we'd been together for four years, and we'd done everything, and we, you know... I went through the same exact thing in high school. Yeah, with with your. Um, yeah, eleven. Uh, I went to a new school twelfth grade. Right. And that was like, but yeah, it, it's it's really weird when it's like a milestone grade, and you have to like and, start over again. Yeah, and I was, I felt uncomfortable for a long time. Yeah. That year. Like. Yeah. And then. And then, and then I'll agree with you. Once I got into high school, especially the last three years. Oh, yeah. I, no, you know what? I'm going to say all four years. It was like, all right, I'm going to see, you know, the same people. I'm going to see the same staff, same teachers. You know, we'll just bring it. But that that one year was the hardest one for me. Yeah. Just yeah. on an emotional level. Just it, really hard. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I didn't want to bring it, you know, bring it down and be depressing, oh, no. but, you know, I just, I just wanted to share that, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, it's, it's um, quite an experience, you mm-hmm. know, transferring to a new school is an experience in and of itself, but when you have to do it in a year that's supposed to be like a peak. Yeah, sixth that. grade was supposed to be our year of that school, mm-hmm. but we were going to leave Spring Hill Lake, we were going to graduate, yeah. and then we were all going to go from there, whatever, so. Uh-huh. But, yeah. never got the chance. So, but, you went to, like, a school that went to eighth grade, or did you go to... Well, what happened was, um, at the time, I was originally supposed to go to Phillips to start sixth grade. Uh-huh. However, they were building a new end to the to the school mm-hmm. and so they couldn't take anybody you know at the time so i was at spring hill lake till about may of 98 and then i went to phillips to finish the end of the year and then from seventh grade on because it was you know like middle school high school so yeah. elementary school so you know 
So that that's how it transitioned. Oh man, yeah. And now I'm back working at Spring Hill Lake. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's right. Okay, that is really coming full circle. The school that deserted me. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean. That's pretty cool. But that'll be uh, another talk for. Yeah. Another show. That that's pretty awesome though that like you get to sort of revisit. Yeah, and there are still people there from when I was a student. Not not as many as when I first started, but yeah, there are still some people there. Yeah. So, um, okay, one more thing, and I was going to play a clip, but I decided not to today yeah. because I didn't feel like searching for it. 20 years ago, this month, Mm-hmm. The verdict of the O.J. Simpson trial. Ooh, yeah. Where? Okay, first of all, do you even remember, like, the date? I don't even remember the exact date, but... I don't either. Uh, did, did you see the verdict at school? No. Um, I don't think they really... That wasn't something they really discussed with us. Like, I knew of it because of, it was just all over TV. It was yeah. You know, know what it was, but it wasn't something they talked to us at school about. We uh, discussed things like, you know, the president being elected and things like that. But I don't remember our teachers saying, telling us O.J. Simpson and whether they believed he was guilty or not. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got to tell this story. Okay. I don't think I've ever told you this story in person. Uh-huh. This is still one of my favorite school memories ever. <laughs> oh my god, I I can't believe, you know, when I saw my teacher years ago, I I never brought this up, but I'm I'm just gonna say it anyway. Okay. So I was in fourth grade. Uh huh. So so I'm ten at this point. Okay. Well, and you're you're nine. You're gonna be ten soon. Right. We come back from recess. The teacher turns the TV on, and she's like, do you know what this is? And we, and it's a small group, but we're like, yeah, we know what this is. She's like, well, they're going to announce the verdict. <laughs> so here I am, fourth grade. We're going to watch, and we're going to hear the verdict of the OJ trial. Oh, my God. So, and, now remember... Ten-year-old me, you know, O.J. Simpson, sports, all that. So I'm thinking, oh, I hope he's innocent. I'm hoping, you know, he's innocent. And they announce the verdict. And they announce, you know, O.J. was not guilty. And I was like, yes, you know, O.J.'s not guilty, you know. And, and, and then, now remember, I'm ten years old. Uh-huh. And then... I have never seen that black um, Another teacher come, one of the aides in our room came in and the teacher told her, you know, what they announced the verdict was. Mm -hmm. And she was like, praise the Lord, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's so fun to talk about this now, considering what has happened after you know, yeah. after everything, and now OJ is really in jail. Mm -hmm. But 
that that day, I would say of historic events and mm -hmm. like related to school. Yeah, I'd put that as one of my top three memories of all of of my school years. Oh yeah. Just because of the significance of it, and then eventually what happened after, you know. So, um, you said um, he was, you know, a big sports person. So you knew who he was before this happened. Um, a little bit from okay. from you know the 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 pregame stuff when he was working with NBC. Oh, okay. Like I had not seen any of the Naked Gun movies or Roots right. or. So, but yeah, that's how I knew. I had never heard of him until this happened. So, to me, I thought he was famous merely because of this. Like, it was one of those trial of the century things where, oh, the person is known for committing this crime. And I didn't think there was anything else he was known for mm -hmm. until um, a few years later. And I think a lot of kids that were about my age thought the same thing because, um, when I was in high school, we had to watch Roots, and he was in Roots. Every, wasn't everybody in Roots? I know. Roots is one of those movies you shouldn't show to um, kids who were born past a certain date because everybody in my class, didn't. instead of just taking it seriously, was like, look at Lamar Burton. And I just want to say, when I say everybody, I mean every, yeah. everybody. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, whatever. Everybody who is anybody like, was in Roots. If you're a child who grew up watching, like, sitcom reruns or grew up during a you just can't watch Roots because they have um, O.J. Simpson's in there, first of all. Criminal. So um, you have Ben Green, who my generation knew from Zoobly Zoo as, like, you know, <laughs> you, have, you have LeVar Burton. Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow Star Trek. Trek yep. You have um, John Amos, who either, if you watch Good Times or if you watch Coming to America. Right. Oh, that's right. He is in Coming yeah. to America. So, he, he holds the McDonald's. Have, right. And, you know, and then you have Mr. Brady playing a slave master. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, my whole class had a hard time, like, because we had to watch it for, like, history class. <laughs> just taking this thing. Because we just would see the person and be like, oh, that's so-and-so. Can I, can I ask, what grade was this? 11th. Uh, okay, that's the same time that I saw Roots, was yeah, 11th grade. 11th. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> if, if it was like 7th grade, I would have laughed. Oh, yeah, no. Because <laughs> it's a pretty intense movie to show to younger kids. And um, a lot of, and I tried explaining this to my parents who had seen it when it first aired and were like, serious movie and this and that. I was like, yeah, but it's Lamar Burton. You know? Come on now. You know, <laughs> I'm going to say this, and I'm not trying to sound racist or anything, right. but us white people, we have our version of Roots. It's called North and South. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's not racist. I get what you're trying to Thank say. Thank you. That's kind of a weird that now all we need is a Hispanic version of North and South and Roots, and we're and we're all set. See, that's the thing. When you make historical films, you should cast like lesser known names, like the Butler. Oh my god, I don't think I couldn't even watch that because they had like Robin Williams as one of the presidents, and they had Lenny Kravitz as other. 
Oh, I I wouldn't watch it because Oprah Winfrey's in it. There, I yeah. said it. Yeah, it's like, and then I think Mariah Carey's in it. She's in the movie. <laughs> I, I think she. Yeah, it's just. All right, I'm looking cool. this. And, uh, okay, I'm looking this up right now. Yeah. It, Okay, because I know that, like, Mariah Carey is supposed to do the new Game of War commercials. Oh, really? Which, which is BS because Kate Un Kate Upset or uh, Upton was doing a yeah. terrific job. So, right. Okay, here we go. Uh, for well, okay, where we know Forrest Whitaker's in it. Yeah. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey is in it. Yeah. As Cecil's mother. My God. I know. That's why I said it's a hard. I didn't actually see it, but I just remember when it was coming out and all these people, there is no way I'm going to sit through this. Because they just got like, I think they were like, whoever wants to do it, come on. Well, let, we also have Vanessa Redgrave. Okay, that's kind of okay. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, that's okay. Lenny Kravitz is in the movie, but he is a co-worker in the White House. Right. So, mm -hmm. All right, Robin Williams is Eisenhower. Uh, Leah Schreiber is Lyndon B. Johnson. John Cusack is Nixon. Oh, my God. I I just want to hear Cusack's Nixon now. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet that's the... Funniest one. Yeah. I bet John Cusack as Nixon is like the funniest thing. Uh, oh my gosh. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, I gotta get a drink. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right back too because I have to go grab um, in my rush to move the computer to a safer nicer internet connection i forgot my notes all right good because because we are about to get into something very heavy very heavy <laughs> this is actually well actually this while you get that mm -hmm. this is actually a little bit of history we're about to make because we've we've been doing this since what april yeah this is our first review of something and I have done many reviews on different podcasts, some of which I'm not too happy to have admitted that I've done, mm -hmm. but um, when we when we do this, I, I, like I said, I'm going to explain the story, but I'm going to go into the background or the backstory of what we are doing. Mm -hmm. And I will be right back. Okay. So as she's as Danielle is getting ready, um, for those of you that are younger than us, and there probably are a lot of you, back in the day, yeah, I sound old. I know. No, um, when Danielle and I were growing up, once a year, we had a thing called. A Saturday morning preview show, which basically was, we, you know, basically 
they give us sneak peeks of the shows that are going to air on Saturday mornings. You know, the new shows and the ones that were coming back. And they were making a big deal out of this. Because um, it was like they, they would take people either from a, a current show on that respective channel. could be ABC, CBS, NBC. It didn't really matter. And they'd make it into this big spectacle of, you know, uh, here's the shows that, that are going to air on Saturdays, starting such and such. And then we would get preview, like small previews of the shows that would air. And, and there would always be a theme. There would always be a theme to this. Um, I, th I think we're going to continue this, but or in, in the years to come. But, um, there would always be a thing. And, for the most part, the show, or the special, was a half hour long. Uh-huh. But this one that we're about to review was an hour long. An, an hour long special. And I'm going to get into the story in a minute. Of why I picked this. But for this particular I think if we if the best way to describe what we're going with, we have to go back to the previous year. So this review that we're about to do is from nineteen eighty five. So we're gonna go back to CBS. I have in front of me, and believe it or not. Somebody found these. The Saturday morning lineup. Oh. And it, and it has, for fall of 1984, ABC, CBS, and NBC. Um, I don't know if you want to go into ABC and NBC or... Because I am going to do CBS. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's just get into the CBS. This was their lineup. The fall of 1984. Mm -hmm. 8 a.m. on CBS, Shirt Tales. 8.30, The Get-Along Gang. <laughs> 9 o'clock, Jim Henson's Muppet Babies. 9.30, Saturday Supercade. Whatever that is. 10.30, Pole Position. 11. Dungeons and Dragons, 11.30, Pryor's Place. And for those that are wondering, yes, Richard Pryor is who is referenced. At 12, the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Show. And at 1.30, the Charlie Brown and Snoopy Show. Okay. That's the, their fall lineup for 1984 for the most part. Mm -hmm. The spring, it gets changed a little bit. Um, uh, the shows that get moved, Pryor's Place is gone, Shirt Tales is gone, and that's really it. Have you heard what um, Pryor's Place is about? Oh, well, why don't you tell them? Pryor's Place is an animated cartoon 
along the same vein of Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, except it's about Richard Pryor's childhood. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it just seemed kind of interesting to me. It's kind of a shame that I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Um, but I, I just didn't know he had a cartoon about his life. I just found that interesting. Well, it only lasted for one season, and there are 13 episodes. Okay, so now, let's get into one year later, fall of 1985. Here's ABC's lineup for the fall. At 8, the Bugs Bunny show. So, Bugs Bunny moved from CBS to ABC. At 9, Star Wars Ewoks. 9.30, Star Wars Droids. 10, the Superpowers Team Galactic Guardians. At 10.30, The 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> they never did find all 13, didn't they? I don't even know. I, 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 don't think they've even, I don't think they've ever heard the last show. I, I didn't even care for that. Anyway, <laughs> at 11, Scooby's Mystery Funhouse. 11.30, The Littles. At 12... ABC Weekend Special, and at 12.30, American Bandstand. What? That, yeah, that was towards the end of it, too. It was starting to go downhill by that point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that was ABC's. Mm-hmm. Here's NBC's lineup. At 8, The Snorks. 8.30, Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. And I'm going to get back to that one in a moment. Mm -hmm. At 9, the Smurfs. At 10.30, after an hour and a half of Smurfs. Oh, God. <laughs> it's Punky Brewster. Yes. At 11, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Woo. 11.30, Kid Video. At 12. At 12, Mr. T. Yes, Mr. T had a cartoon show. I, I remember. And at 12.30, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Ooh. Now, I want to bring back uh, the Gummy Bears for this reason. Back in the day, there were no restrictions. Disney shows could have aired on any and all of those channels. This was long before somebody at ABC, ABC said, you know what? All the Disney created cartoon shows, they're on our network. Neither one of those others are getting it. So it was a wonderful time back then. Yes, for many reasons. Yep. <laughs> and now we get to CBS. I'm going to go through the lineup first. At 8... The Berenstein Bears. At 8.30, The Wuzzles. Another Disney show. At 9, Jim Henson's Muppet Babies. At 9.30, Jim Henson's Little Muppet Monsters. At 10, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. At 11, CBS Story Break. At 11.30, Dungeons and Dragons. At 12, Land of the Lost. At 12.30, the Charlie Brown and Snoopy show. At 1, the Get Along Gang. 
and at 130 pole position, which means CBS's Saturday morning lineup did not end till two in the afternoon. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. Okay, so now into the the story of why we are basically I actually picked the cart or the special that we are about to review. About two or three months ago, I had decided that I'm going to start a podcast about Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling cartoon because the uh, the WWE Network had put up the first season on their network, and I and I was like, yes, I'm going to watch. You know, I'm going to watch all of these. I'm going to watch every single one. I'm going to do a review. You know, of every show, every cartoon. You know, it really didn't matter. And this special was going to be part of the first episode of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I had a good name for the podcast. It was going to be called Hulk Hogan's Rockin' Podcasting. Mm -hmm. And then Hulk Hogan gets in trouble for using racial slurs. Oh, yeah. And that weekend... The cartoon gets taken off the network. So, there went the podcast. Thank you, Hulk Hogan, you jerk. (laughs) You ruined what was going to be a fun thing for me. So then, after a while, um, a little spark came into my brain, like, because we did talk about, you know, know, we've talked about Saturday morning cartoons in the past. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, we should do one of these, like one of these specials. And then I was like, wait a minute. I still have the video that would have been a review for, you know, for that first show. Mm -hmm. That's why I picked this one. (laughs) Basically because, well, if one show loses its chance, another one's going to get it. Yep. So that's why I picked this one to be the one that we review. And then after I finished watching this, I actually looked up on YouTube and mm-hmm. Danielle, there are a lot more of these. <laughs> I noticed there it, it's quite the um, interesting collection, not just of wrestling cartoon uh, specials, but of just specials in general with like groups of people you never would thought would get together to do these oh my god and and then and then as i was you know trying to just looking for other videos in general there are some from the 70s the 80s and the 90s oh my god Ah! okay they get less and less elaborate as time they do i i know they they do get less elaborate so all right, so let's get into this review. The name of the special, and like I said, this is a real thing. <laughs> it is entitled All Star Rock and Wrestling Saturday Spectacular. That's the name of the show. I did not. I just want to say for the record, I did not pick this because I'm a fan of wrestling. I picked it, basically, like I, like I said, because. This needed to be reviewed, you know, and it had to be done at some point. Mm-hmm. But, 
but also because of there, there's so much cartoons on here, and oh my god, the, let's just get right into the review. So after we get our intro of, this is a CBS special presentation taped, we go outside of the studio, and they have fans chanting. And it, it's like the happiest mob you would ever see in your life. <laughs> it's basically the mob of wiffle bats and nerf bats, if they had them. So then we get a reporter by the name of Scott Osborne, who is reporting that Roddy Piper, rest his soul, who was supposed to be one of the guests on the show, has taken over the show and has changed everything in the studio. He has changed the set. He has changed the women. He has changed pretty much everything. And then we get an interview from the from who was supposed to be from who was su who was supposed to be the host of this special, the guy from the little guy from Fantasy Island. Yeah. Oh, I can't make this up. Osborne interviews him, and he's like, the plane, the plane! Oh, sorry, wrong show. So, I was going to do this show, and then this no good Roddy Piper, he comes in, and he takes over, and he just talks, and you know, and he's in there, and it's just funny. So then we get the intro, and Gary Owen, who's the announcer, and we're going to see a lot of him. Was it? It was Owen, right? Was yeah. It, okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was either. Yeah. Let me let me check real quick. Hold on. I want to say it was Owen, Gary Owen. Uh. Yeah. Oh, Gary. Oh, yeah. Is this it? Gary Owens. Okay, Gary Owens. Mm -hmm. Who, oh, he passed away this year. Aww. He was 80. Oh, well, he had a good long life. Was married to his wife for over 50 years. That's pretty good. All right. So, Gary Owens does the introduction, and Piper is there to make sure that he reads everything right. Mm hmm. And we get a wonderful list of guests that are going to be on this show. People like. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes. <laughs> Patty LaBelle. New Edition. Captain Lou Albano. Hulk Hogan. Pee-wee Herman. The Roddy, Pipe, the Roddy Piper female group. I don't remember the name of it. So, we get the intro. Piper comes out. He's escorted by two women. <laughs> in their Scottish outfits and Piper does the monologue and he talks about how you know CBS wanted 
Sylvester Stallone to host this. And then they wanted Bruce Springsteen to host this. And then that they finally chose Roddy Piper to be the host. And it... Basically, Piper is in heel character here. So, he does the intro. And then they go... Yeah, he goes back to his, like, seat. I, I'm right on this, right? If I miss anything, please tell me. Well, I kind of skimmed through some of the wrestling parts, though. Well, no, I mean, like, was there? There were a lot of times where the guy from Fantasy Island is looking for people to help him. Yeah, yeah, I, I watched it, but there were a few parts that kind of skimmed over because I was like, okay, that's, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Piper is in this nice big chair. Nice big chair. Gary Owens is in like this little. Scottish chair. And they inter- or they bring out the first guest. Mm-hmm. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I don't know what your first thought was. <laughs> but mine was, what is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar doing on a Saturday morning special? I guess at the time, he was like the big to kids, because you know how, like, our generation, we had Michael Jordan and Space Jam. Well, I mean, I mean, Jabbar is still playing at this point in time, in, in 85. Yes. So, and, it, and he's still popular. It, it just seemed weird. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, everybody, the whole group together just seemed weird as a whole. Oh, my but, God, yeah. But a lot of 80s network specials were filled with weird combinations of people, so that, you know, that, that's half the fun in them, I think. Yeah, this is. Like, the shows, like, Battle of the Network Stars, it's just fascinating, all these different... You know they air that on ESPN Classic? Oh, yeah, I have to see that. Because I always find it, I, I find it fascinating when people from different, like, types of TV shows or different forms of entertainment get together and do a special i just always find that hilarious to me for some... <laughs> what i want to do and i'm gonna go off topic for a minute is uh-huh. and, and i'm i've been thinking of doing this for like the last year and a half i want to create my own version of battle of the network stars with nbc fox abc cbs just yeah. just create its own lineup who's the team captain who's on the team you know, right, that's as right. far as I would go. They bought it back on cable a few years ago, but it kind of sucked because they only used reality stars. But, nah, it's got to be know. network stars. Yeah, you okay. got to get... But nowadays, you know, right. people aren't as eager to do things as they are. <laughs> okay, so so back to um, our show. Yeah. So Kareem says to Piper, Oh, Irve, you've grown! You know, tries to get a joke. And Piper, you know, later on, he's like, you and me, we are both professional athletes. We are the best at what we do. And Kareem is like, yeah, the only difference is I don't cheat. You do. I heard that part. (laughs) And then Roddy's like, okay, so I hear that you brought us a clip. My first thought is, wait a minute, Kareem's in a new movie? (laughs) <laughs> that was my honest to God. That was my first thought. And then he's like, 
Yeah, I uh, brought a clip for a new Saturday morning cartoon show called Berenstein Bears. And then they then they play the clip of Berenstein Bears. And it yeah. says, premiere episode. That's going to be the theme, pretty much, for, everything is for everyone. Premier and the episode. weird thing is, some of them are shows that had already, you know, been on. <laughs> at least to my knowledge. Okay. I mean, well, one of them. Right, one of them. I, I'm, I'm going to go Google just to be on the safe side to make sure, but I could have sworn there were two of them that had already aired somewhere else. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, after they show the clip and Jabbar leaves, and uh, Tom, what, what was his name on Fantasy Island? The char- What was his character's name? Tattoo. Tattoo, thank you. Tattoo is looking for help. He's banging on doors. He's looking for help. So then Roddy Piper, when we come back, is in the audience. And he sees two Piper fans. And they're members of the Roddy Piper fan club. And this guy's the president. And he's a member. And they got the hot rod shirt, the kilts, the Piper buttons, all that. And it's it's just a funny thing. It's, you know... Like, oh, you're our favorite. Oh, you're our favorite guy. You know, and and then they could they go back to tattoo still looking. So then Gary says that coming up next is Hulk Hogan. And then he's like, well, I did an interview with Hulk Hogan, and he actually had some nice things to say about you, Roddy. So we go live via satellite to Gary Owens with Hulk Hogan. Who's in Boston, allegedly. But it's not Boston. So, they do the interview. And Hogan brings up that Gary Owens is the number one Hulkamaniac. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, you know something gorgeous, Gary Owens, brother? You are the number one Hulkamaniac, dude. Oh, my Lord. And then... Uh, then they air a clip of Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Um, which I I noticed right away because the one the, there's one that I saw... I have the videotape of, of the episode. And then there's another one of a, from one of the cartoons that I saw on WWE Network. And then um, Hogan talks about how, you know, all his friends are on the show and how even so many people he doesn't like, especially that nasty Scott Roddy Piper. And it's just 80s weirdness. Mm -hmm. And then Piper, Piper's upset. And he goes, ladies and gentlemen, new edition. He doesn't give like, you know, like the whole, oh, here's, you know, it's a new edition. So, new edition, yep, new edition, they're out, and they're playing, or they're singing their song, My Secret. Mm-hmm. And they sing the song, like, the whole song. Yeah. And then, we come back, after commercial, and here's new edition. Four of them are sitting in a chair, one is on the floor. 
And, and it, I don't know where the hell this conversation goes. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was weird. Oh my god. And if I don't know if everybody knows this, but um, Bobby Brown before you know came famous for marrying Whitney and all stuff was got to start as a teenager in New Edition of New Edition. So he, you know, I had a terrible Bobby Brown joke that I was going to use, but I'm not going to use it because it's still too so, recent. Yeah, so I'll, I'll save that for another. And it's really like if you have kept track of how Bobby Brown's reputation later. Oh my God. <laughs> it's kind of difficult to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so they talk about, you know, where are the drinks? Where are the drinks? And here comes this one lady with this big glass. And I couldn't tell what the drink was because it was green. Yeah. I couldn't tell. And Bobby's like, why aren't we getting a drink? It's in our contract. Whatever we perform, we get catering, we get drinks, we get food. And if I was like, oh, yeah, where's the food? So here comes another one with a platter of, it looks like, turkey legs. Mm-hmm. And he, like, one of them's about to get it, and then Piper just starts eating it. Yeah. And then the, the guys try to take the, the turkey legs, and Piper doesn't let them. And, I, <laughs> and then this leads into... Oh, you brought us a clip. Yes, we did. It's from the new Saturday morning cartoon show, The Wuzzles. Yeah. So, um, that happens. So we get a clip from The Wuzzles. Mm-hmm. And after watching the robot chicken skit about how The Wuzzles were born, uh, I'm never going to look at this cartoon the same again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we come back. And Piper's not there. So here's New Edition eating the food that Piper had. <laughs> and then Gary Owens says that now we're going to have a performance of a select scene from Shakespeare's King Lear. Mm-hmm. With additional content added by Roddy Piper. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Okay, I okay, I'll have to do this one. Yeah. So Piper does you know, he does add his things and there are the three women. Mm-hmm. And here comes Captain Lou Albano. Mm-hmm. Albano comes out. And you know, he does the lines and it's just weird and then at the end Pee Wee Herman comes out. To, I think, the biggest ovation of the entire show. And that's the end of the skit. And then meanwhile, Tattoo um, is trying to think of who to get. You know, who can I get to help get Piper off the set, off my show? Mm -hmm. So then, um, we come back. And Pee-wee Herman is now talking to Roddy Piper. Yeah. And this is vintage Pee-wee Herman. And here's the funny thing. He, and I didn't realize it till after. Mm-hmm. He does not have his show yet. This is yeah. the year before his show comes on. Right. Which I didn't realize till after. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because I'm pretty sure they would have shown a clip. Yeah, exactly. Because that was kind of, that just seemed like the logical thing to do. Exactly. But yeah, they, um. And then we get to Pee Wee Herman and Roddy Piper as sock puppets. However, just one side note, he did have the movie though. Oh, yeah, 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 the first Pee-wee movie. The Pee-wee, Pee-wee's Big Adventure was in theater, probably, because Pee-wee's Big Adventure came out in August of 85, so it's probably still in theaters at the time they were doing okay. it. Okay. So, All right. that, yeah. So, then we go into, oh, you have a clip? Yes, I do. It's from, it's from the new series, Jim Henson's Muppet Babies and Monsters. Okay, I, I'm I'm doing a puppet on a, on an audio podcast. You got what the? This is how weird it gets. And then, <laughs> okay, this is how dirty my mind is when I saw this clip. <laughs> okay, so here's the first here's the first piece. Okay, mm-hmm. here's Kermit. And Gonzo watching TV. Miss mm-hmm. Piggy opens the door. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Kermit, I thought we were going to spend time together. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, we will. After after I'm done watching this. Mm-hmm. Here's what I originally thought was going to happen. I thought when Miss Piggy opened the door... I thought she was going to say, Kermit, I'm pregnant! Oh my god! <laughs> it would have been the greatest shit ever! Because it's like, the way... Okay, the way Miss Piggy opens the door. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I am a terrible person. Oh my god. <laughs> no, that's why I honestly thought she was going to say. It really was. Oh my god. Oh my god. And, and, and then they show the clip of Muppet Babies and the mon- monsters, although there really aren't monsters in this clip, so I don't know why they... It, um... Yeah... I had to look this up because I had never heard of Muppet Babies and Monsters. But um, um, there was, like you said, there was a show called Little Muppet Monsters, um, which the Muppet Babies had come on a year before this. Right. year before this, 84. So Muppet Babies, the ratings were so high, they were like, yes, let's do something else for um, Saturday morning. So they did Little Muppet Monsters. Which was weird because it was a um, live-action puppetry show versus with the cartoon. And then to make it even more confusing, they decided to combine it into one big hour and called it the Muppet Babies and Monsters um, hour. But so what happened was Little Muppet Monsters lasted three episodes. Three episodes! And they were like... It got um, it got terrible reviews. My God, um, 
And then they said um, they replaced it with Muppet Baby reruns. Right. But to be fair, though, the plot was it was three young Muppet monsters who have started their own basement show following an incident where Scooter has put them in a basement after they played water polo in the living room. Yeah. And I have the titles of the unreleased episodes in front of me. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These would have been the episodes that would have aired if Little Muppet Monsters had continued. Yeah. High Mars, Monster Measles, Gonzo's Talent Hunt, Can't Stop the, the Music, Boo Monster Ace Reporter, Feels Like Rain, Foo Foo Fooey, mm-hmm. Penguin for a Day, Gunko and mail order guest. Mail mail order guest. Is that like mail order bride but for guests on TV shows? I guess. But I had never I had heard of it previously because um I have in on my possession actually um CBS did a special I think about Sometime in the 80s, CBS did, like, the Muppets 30th anniversary special. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, Jim Henson and the Muppets, and it was, like, a black tie gala all together. And it was a big, big thing, and we got it on tape. And they showed a clip of Little Muppet Monsters, and I had never heard of this show. Mm-hmm. So, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then here's the thing. Pee Wee Herman stays on mm-hmm. for the rest of... Of the show. So Tattoo then asks a stagehand if he has quarters. Because he needs to make a call. Mm -hmm. Well, damned if that stagehand didn't have quarters. So Tattoo rides as fast as Tattoo can to get to a payphone. And then uh, Roddy Piper brings out his next guest, Mm -hmm. Captain Lou Albano. And for those who don't know this, I'll I'll explain what had happened. So in 84, Captain Lou Albano was a heel manager. And he and Piper got along. Mm -hmm. And Albano, as everybody knows, even if you're not a wrestling fan, was in Cyndi Lauper's music videos. A lot of them. Yeah. And those two had a great friendship to the day Captain Lou passed away. I mean, a great friendship. Mm-hmm. So at the end, so the last Madison Square Garden event of 1984, because back then, WWF would run a monthly show in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. So, and I've actually seen this whole show. So Cindy Lauper is there that night with Captain Lou and David Wolfe and a bunch of other... Dick Clark, too. And she's going to receive a gold record for Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Well, Piper comes out during this presentation. Mm-hmm. He's upset that he didn't get invited. And he takes the gold record and he smashes it over Captain Lou's head. Mm. And then Lauper goes after Piper... And Piper is kicking Lauper. And then Hogan comes out. So that's how Captain Lou becomes a good guy, is from that one incident. 
and it's a good storyline for 85. It really is. Mm-hmm. So, so Albano comes out. He's, you know, like, hey, Piper, I don't know. I don't, you know, and Piper's being very generous. And he's like, you know, Mr. Albano, I just want to say I liked your performance earlier. You've managed 15 tag teams to the world tag team titles, which is true. I, I, he's, I think in total it's like 17 or 18 and that he ended up managing. Yes, I know it's fake, but still, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, and he's, you know, saying, oh, I'm real proud of what you've done and all that. And he mm-hmm. tells Albano to sit down and the chair breaks. And Albano is just lying there like, uh, <laughs> uh, like, I, I, what animal would we describe this? Like a beached whale or yeah, something like that? Something like that, <laughs> Poor yeah. Captain Lou, I'm sorry, Lou. So, as they get Albano up and clean him off, Piper then says, here are clips from three other shows that are coming back this year. They didn't even mention these in the opening. It's like, wait, what? There, yeah. there are three shows out of everything. There's three shows you brought back for this? And the weird thing is, one of those shows is Land of the Lost. Exactly! But it's the rewrite. Land of the Lost. Um, I don't know if those even know. Land of the Lost is a show about this family who drives, actually, I think they're on vacation or something, to drive into, like, what is a prehistoric... But... Land of the Lost was on the air for maybe a season or two seasons in the 70s. But for some odd reason, they just kept rerunning it in the 80s, the mm-hmm. 70s version. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're hyping a cartoon, uh, not cartoon, a show that aired 10 years ago. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you get a clip of that. Then you get a clip of, well, at the order, uh, that was the second one that they showed. The mm-hmm. first one that they showed was Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I cracked up at that. Oh, my God. And then the last one was the Charlie Brown and Snoopy show. And I don't know, did they film new material for that? Or are those, like, repeats of old, like, Charlie Brown cartoons? Uh, let me check. It was from 83 to 86. Okay. So, yeah. These were original cartoons. I mean, because they did have a um, they did have a lot of Charlie Brown television specials in the eighties. Most notably, it's Flash Beagle Charlie Brown. Oh, I loved that one. <laughs> Not gonna yeah. lie, no, but like they like when they aired it on Nickelodeon in the nineties. Yeah, I remember. Y- there were a lot of you know these episodes. I mean, they oh, I miss those. Why can't yeah. we? Why can't we have a Charlie Brown channel? I know. Yeah, because I remember Nickelodeon would rerun the old ones, and they just put the only thing that they changed was at the beginning. It would they'd have the sign saying "You're a Nickelodeon, Charlie Brown," and because it's like okay, the only things that they air every year, the Halloween special, mm-hmm. the Thanksgiving special, the Christmas special, yep, the Valentine's Day special, yep, and the Easter special. And then they'll air, like, a newer version, a newer, like, remade version after it, and it just isn't the same. <laughs> and, then they'll, and then they'll air one of the specials. 
Why can't you air all? Just give me a Charlie Brown channel. Yeah, you got you got the movie coming out in November. Right. That would be perfect timing. Because I grew up thinking that those specials were the only ones there were. I didn't know about Flash Beagle, Charlie Brown. I didn't know there there were several others. I didn't know there were so many other specials. I thought it was just those. Snoopy Come Home, and that mm -hmm. was it. I had no idea they had made so many. So yeah. Okay. I know Charles Schultz has been dead for 15 years. I still want Charlie Brown to get the little redhead. I still do. There. There's a special where you see her, but he got upset that they showed her. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, actually, we were still on topic because Charlie Brown was... Yeah, Charlie okay. Brown was a cartoon. Right. So, then we get Patty LaBelle. Patty <laughs> LaBelle comes on. And she's got 80s hair. And she sings, she sings Stir It Up. I had, I had to look what the song was because I didn't know what it was. Oh, you've never heard that song before? It was like, well, it was like I heard it, but I didn't remember what the name of it was. Oh, I love that song. So I was excited when that part, because I had actually seen that clip before of her singing with what you're about to say happens. I had oh, seen that clip before, and I thought, and I didn't realize this is what it was from. I had just seen the clip of her, and I was like, wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then what What comes next? During the middle of the performance, I swear, we're not lying. This actually happened. I'm sure there were people going, this can't be real. This is... We're going to post this video in our Facebook group. Yeah. If you don't, if you honestly do not believe us, this right. actually happened. Right. Okay. So in the, I, oh my God, I can't even do this with a straight face. I'll, I'll, I'll no, explain it if you can't explain it. Give me one more try. Okay. 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 <laughs> During the middle of the performance, all of a sudden, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar comes out. I thought he'd left. Honest to God, I thought he'd left the show. He's still there. He's dancing. And then Pee Wee Herman comes. He's doing the tequila dance. And then Roddy Piper comes. And he's doing his dance. Whatever that was. Oh my God. Oh my God. What the... It's a catchy song, but I don't blame It is. But I don't. I, 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 I don't think the Jets and the Sharks have to ever worry about Kareem, Pee Wee, and Roddy Piper in a dance battle. Oh Alright, so after that, Tattoo's on the phone. Tattoo's on the phone. And he's like, you coming? You're coming to help? Alright, I'll be right here. You, you, you'll come help me. So, so, we don't know who this is. I'm honestly trying to figure out at this point uh -huh. who he's calling. I really am. Right. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. So, we come back. Patty LaBelle is now on set. Oh, my God. And she and Piper are about to get into it. And then LaBelle introduces a clip of another show. <laughs> and it's CBS Story Break. And the opening is... Wait, is that 
That's Captain Kangaroo. Captain yep. Kangaroo is hosting this. I know. I didn't know it was CBS Story Break at first because they said Rob Keishan, and I know Bob Keishan is Captain Kangaroo, so I was like... So yeah, like the name I didn't get, but the face, I was like, holy yeah. shit, it's Captain Kangaroo. So, I was, so when they first said Bob Keishan, I was like, oh, they're bringing back, they brought back Captain Kangaroo? <laughs> The only thing I remember about this show is the intro. That's the only thing I remember from this show. I have a vague recollection of it, but yeah, I was real young. So I, yeah. (laughs) That's about, I mean, like I said, I was born like maybe a few months after the you know, you know, maybe I should find the, the nah, you know, I'll find it another day. But no, it's like, that's the only thing I remember from the show. Because all I remember was, oh, these are stories. The show's crap. It sucks. I <laughs> know. So. It's like the precursor to nap time or something. You know? Right. Yeah. And I'm reading this, and it ends up winning an Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program. For that season, 85, 86. Oh, wow. It just shows how much you know. Now, I do remember that eventually Malcolm Jamal Warner would be the host in later years. Okay, that's probably what I remember. Yeah. That I remember. Okay. I I do remember that. That, okay. But other than that, it's the intro and Malcolm Jamal. Actually, you know what? There, There is one other thing I do remember real quick is during the years that Jamal Warner was hosting, the entire episode would be in closed caption. Okay. Like, I didn't send it to closed caption. I guess the network did. Because maybe they thought a lot of people were deaf at the time. I'm not really sure. Well, I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So then, after we get that clip... Mm-hmm. Um... Roddy Piper then goes into this whole thing about Cindy Lauper. Oh, my God. So, remember, back to that feud from earlier I mentioned. And he brings out this Cindy Lauper look-alike. Oof. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Hey, look, she honestly could have been from New York City as on the streets as a Cindy Lauper look-alike. And, basically, Piper is... Making fun of Lopper, berating Lopper, keeps going on, and then it's the real Cindy Lopper, and Tattoo is with her. So that's who he called. He could have called anybody in the world, and he chooses Cindy Lopper. And keep in mind how big Cindy Lopper was at the time. Oh, yeah. And nothing nothing against Cindy Lopper. I think she's a wonderful musician. No, but I mean, like, nowadays, you try to find somebody that famous to do, like, a cartoon, you know? Oh, man. Yeah. And then Lopper goes into, I apologize for what has happened here, for this man, for this show. We are filming an entire other special a much better special in the next studio and everybody is invited. So, Mm -hmm. the guests leave, 
The audience starts to leave. Piper has his bagpipe. He wants to play the bagpipe. And then we get to the end of the credits. Gary Owens mentions the Hulk Hogan cartoon. Piper goes after him. Gary Owens leaves. And the only people left are Piper and his fans. And they're like, you did a wonderful job, Roddy. Yes, you did. You did a wonderful job. It was so wonderful. You know. Yeah. And that's the end of the show. It was so messed up. It was so... <laughs> it's so bad, it's funny. But I had to laugh because, like I said, when Bill and I were kids, they weren't that elaborate. No, they it weren't. It was just like the people from TGIF, and it would be like half an hour just sitting there saying, hey, this is um the... Yeah, here's the new uh, show. Yeah, here are the cartoons. Oh, wow, I think this is funny. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Oh, wow, Jaleel White's Sonic too. Ha, ha, ha. That's all it was. And I'm, like, looking up, because before Bill gave me the one that we were going to review, I had looked up some others because I thought we were going to just pick random ones. And I saw one from 1983. Mm, with Ricky Schroeder? With, with, no, Scott Bayo. Oh, Scott Bayo, that's right. Scott Bayo, Sorrel Brook, and James Best, who you don't know, they play Boss Hog and um, Rock Goofy Culture and Dukes of Hazzard. Oh my god, we gotta watch that one next year. Yeah, like. And I'm just like, how the hell did they get all these people to cut And like, um, it, 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 it's really weird. <laughs> And, like, and this was also the year that Donkey Kong hit it big, so they're, like, showing, like, Donkey Kong cartoons. <laughs> oh. So, um, it was a very, very interesting, um, if you ever Google. Right. Um, go on Google and just, like, type in, like, Saturday morning preview cartoons. Uh, oh. Okay. Now, before we get into what we thought of the whole thing, <laughs> let me tell you what happens... For the spring and then the fall of 1986 for CBS. So as Danielle mentioned, Little Muppet Monsters is gone by spring of 86. Also gone, Get Along Gang and Pole Position, which never get mentioned in this special. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. So the lineup, which now goes until 1 o'clock instead of 2 o'clock, and this is the order... Berenstein Bears, Wuzzles, An Hour of Muppet Babies, An Hour of Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, CBS Story Break, Dungeons and Dragons, Land of the Lost, and The Charlie Brown and Snoopy Show. The next year, here is the lineup. Berenstein Bears, Wildfire, and An Hour of Muppet Babies, Galaxy High School, Teen Wolf, Pee-wee's Playhouse, CBS Story Break, and Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. So, by fall of 86, Wuzzles are gone, Dungeons and Dragons are gone, Land of the Lost is gone, Charlie Brown is gone. <sighs> 
crazy. At, actually, and here's the we the reason. Here's the reason why. Here's <laughs> <coughs> here's the reason why the Wuzzles left. They get moved to ABC the next season. Mm. And okay, and I just want to make a clear. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons comes back in the spring of '87. Yeah, it was that good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it wouldn't air in the fall, but it would air in the spring. Yeah. Okay. Now, one thing I do want to say, and then we'll give our reviews of this. Mm-hmm. Something you said, which yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. This, this particular special. It was elaborate. Yeah. They really put a lot of time and effort into this. I mean, think about it. They don't have anybody from CBS on this special. No. It's NBA players, uh, pop musicians, Mm -hmm. wrestlers, and Pee Wee Herm. Yes. Pee-wee, you get your own group. What? Pee-wee! But, you, the, like I said, when you said the word elaborate, that is exactly what this is. For- Not only that, but you have Herve Villachez, who was, you know, a very... who was primarily known for starring on an ABC show. Mm-hmm. It had been canceled by that point. Right. You know? Like, he's not really someone you associate with CBS. So, it's kind of interesting. Let me see. Well, I want to look him up real quick. See. Yeah, I'm looking him up, too, because I wanted to see if he was on anything on CBS at the time. Because oh, it's Hervé. Yeah, Hervé. Um, and, no. He wasn't on anything at the time. Huh. He just was there. <laughs> so weird. Very, very interesting. Yeah. You uh, know, uh, but yeah, like I, like you were saying, it is very elaborate. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is. They put a lot of time and effort into it. Yes, it's a lot of '80s cheesiness, which which really is what to expect. Yeah. But when you look back on it, even the bad stuff to me, I thought was good. It was entertaining. And I think that's what is somewhat missing, you know, when you do specials, is they're not entertaining. Like, like, and and I said this on another show, Neil Patrick Harris, when he did the Oscars this year, and I like him, Mm -hmm. he was not that good hosting the Oscars because it wasn't entertaining. You watch this special, even, like I said, even through the bad 80s stuff, it's entertaining. It really is. Yeah. And I was sitting back, I'm watching this, and I'm thinking to myself in a weird way, I wonder how Roddy Piper did not end up becoming, like, the host of a talk show. Because if he go, you know, like, if he had gone out of character, mm-hmm. he would have been a wonderful talk show host. He really would have. Because he, he had the connection with the audience. He had the connection with the guests. Mm-hmm. It would have been great. 
it's um it is kind of weird and the thing is is nowadays um when you kind of go out of the way to be entertaining it just feels so i don't know like fake almost Mm -hmm. it's kind of and like neil patrick harris i love him to death but he just he has this show a variety show on called best time ever right we just started yeah it was okay i mean i love him but there was just so much going on plus another thing i i think and this is true with today's comedy in general yeah swearing you don't need to swear at everything. Like, I, I know I did a couple times on this one, but it's only because that's my act. That was my act, my reaction. You know, that was how I, that was my honest reaction. And I think the problem is nowadays they don't combine stuff together as well as they used to. No, they don't. They I mean, there's a few sitcoms I would definitely say as an example, you know, work like Modern Family is about the closest. That's probably the closest show on television that's Mm -hmm. close to what I grew up with was Modern Family. Right. Remotely, even the middle. Yeah, the middle Modern Family is probably the closest you get to anything I grew up watching. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) because Girl Meets World, maybe, but it's kind of it's still varies towards one age group whereas those you could put you know yeah so. all right um so overall thoughts on this special i mean i know it's not the greatest yeah yeah my main issue with it is that there its main purpose was that it was supposed to be a saturday morning preview cartoon preview special and i i counted mm-hmm. it, it's 11 minutes before you even see one <laughs> You know, that was my only, like, and I mean, I, I, but I do agree, though, that they went through all this trouble just to do this and got, like, Patti LaBelle, who was huge at the time, Cindy Lauper, who was huge, huge at the time. New edition. Huge. New edition. Yeah, new edition would be, like, the equivalent of having, well, Instinct did do stuff like that, but, you know, like, get Wonder, you try to get One Direction to do this now. Exactly. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, they, they. It wasn't like just some random person who was, you know, because nowadays it seems like celebrity is defined by oh, this is a comedian who does stand up in New York, so therefore they are a celebrity because they've been on YouTube a few times. Exactly. No. <laughs> like Dancing with the Stars, one of the people participating on it has a show, has a Vine, not even a YouTube channel, a Vine. Oh wow. La di da. Yes. Not to mention half the viewing audience probably doesn't even know what that is, but <laughs> you know. I would say um I did not think I did not expect what was happening. Like I didn't know what was gonna happen and what came out of it I did not see coming at all. Mm-hmm. Which actually makes it good for me. So I would say to everybody, honest to goodness, watch this special. I, I mean, yes, half of the stuff we have said, I'm sure you're thinking this cannot be real, but it is. I mean, just watch it. It's honestly, it, like, like I said, it's 80s cheesiness, but at its best. 
It really is. Yeah, it is. And, like, if, if anything, you could just sort of snark at that hair and the clothes if you yeah. really want to. You know, just yeah. have the fun. Agreed. <laughs> huh. So, I think it's safe to say that we'll do another one of these next year. Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't know. Well, we got a whole year, so. They, not to mention that they've been doing, they have them dating back to the 70s, so we could go. Oh, my God. Anywhere, yeah. <laughs> At this rate. Yeah. But yeah. <sighs> I think we have just made this our longest episode yet. <laughs> it's almost two hours, and I think I most... But most I think of it was because my internet was like. Yeah, but I think most of it was this special. Yeah, so. but at least I had a stable internet connection while talking about. So that's Yay! Good. Yay! Huh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. Uh, why don't we start wrapping up? Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at House of Bill. If you want to follow Danielle, uh, just. Look on your own. Type in Danielle, and you can figure out which one, she, who she is. So. Or go in the Nostalgia Crew group. Exactly. Go to Nostalgia Crew group. We're gonna post this link up, and. And I'll probably try to post more. I'm very slow with it, but I'm in there. <laughs> oh man. Well, next month, it's gonna be about Halloween, mm-hmm. and I actually have a Halloween special. Mm-hmm. For us to watch and I want to find it real quick before we leave I could think of one but I don't know I want to find it real quick because uh-huh. we're going to do another review next month oh boy yeah I know are we going to actually do the show on Halloween Mm-mm. yeah I don't, yeah, I don't it'd probably be before Halloween yeah because that would be interesting but it yeah. would but yeah yeah uh where is it okay hold on i got i gotta find it so should i just do my picks while you do that oh my god yes i completely forgot the picks holy crap oh my god thank you this is like the most um this is the most into episode ever this is like the um blooper episode you know (laughs) Oh man. Uh, That's okay. Let me see. Is this it? Let me let me just double check. Laura Baker is about. No, to it's not Laura Baker. Her daughter Lily. Or Lily, her daughter. The word scary for the first time. Neither is afraid. Buy in. Okay. Uh, we'll Look just put alone. this on the blooper oh, reel for. Yeah. When we like reel. do a best of show or something. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah, this is it. Okay. Okay. So what we're going to review next month for Halloween is called A Disney Halloween. Oh, yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun to do. If it's the one I'm thinking of, I've, I own it. So, hey. All right. So as Danielle just reminded me, <laughs> it is now time for our uh, picks for our movies of the month. Um, I'm actually going to start uh, for the movie. This was a no-brainer for me for September because of, you know, oh, we're back. What the heck? What the hell? 
okay, I'm going to have to have a talk with that person later. Anyway, <laughs> the my movie of the month for September is Grease. Um, first time I saw this movie was junior year in high school. It was, um, for music class, and we were to compare two musicals, mm -hmm. and this was one of them. Okay. And before this show, um, I actually found this, and I laughed so much. Hold on, I gotta pause this video. Um, because nowadays people will make anything like a cover of their own. I'm going to play for you now, folks, the metal version of You're the One That I Want. Oh my gosh. So get ready. I'm not going to play the whole song. So get ready for laughter, crappiness, all in one. <laughs> Okay, there you go. That's a really bad Rob Zombie impression. Oh my god. You shouldn't hear the lady part. I'll I'll I'll, I'll tag you so you can hear it later. God. But um no. I mean Grease if you had that's actually one of my favorite movies. That's a musical. Mm -hmm. Um I guess because it's the theme of high school, you know? Yeah. Like I've never gone to see the Broadway version or another ver I've, I've only seen the movie. So, that's my pick for September. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's funny. I had actually considered that at one um, But, yeah. Good movie. Uh, all right. Mine, in keeping with the tradition of really horrible 80s cheesiness, um, I knew that it's back to school, so we ha I had to pick a school movie. And I had already picked Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which is like my favorite teen movie of all time, so I couldn't pick that. So, um... So I pick the next best thing. Which would be Rock and Roll High School. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I told you, 80s cheesiness! Really? Okay. Uh, okay, I've seen bits of it. I've never seen the whole thing. Okay, let me keep in mind that A, I do not say... There's no law stipulating that the films we pick have to be cinematic masterpieces. Exactly! Or... That's why I picked UHF last month. It, it, it's nostalgia. Exactly. Factor. You pick it for the nostalgia factor. This is huge nostalgia factor. Um, I discovered this movie because um, the local channels that we have, also Comedy Central, what they would do is they would air like lesser-known teen movies of the 70s and 80s. So... Mm -hmm. And this was one of them, Rock and Roll Eiffel. And it also introduced me to the Ramones. I had never heard of the Ramones until I saw this movie. <laughs> Weird. I was about 12 when I saw this. Hmm. The first time. Yeah, yeah, they just aired it on, like, the, it was like the Sunday afternoon movie or something. <laughs> and I was sick, and I was in my room. <laughs> but anyways, it's a story about this girl. Her name is Riff. She's a, I think, like, high school junior or senior in 1979. And she's, like, the biggest Ramones fan ever. And Rick and her friend Kate want to go to the Ramones concert. And there's all this ridiculousness that 
transpires that keep them from going, the principles like against them and all this stuff. And so, and it culminates in what is, I, I guess I can give this part away because I'm- Yeah, go ahead. Shows this. Okay. It culminates in a big scene where the Ramones hear her plea and basically invade her school. <laughs> and <laughs> all this ridiculous thing. It, it, it is really crazy. It's a really crazy, messed up movie. Um, they, they made a sequel. They did? 20 years later. That kind of sucks. I didn't know they made a sequel. Yeah, Rock and Roll High School Forever. Oh, God. Yeah. Are the Ramones in that one? Does it? I don't know. It was it was made in the 90s, so I don't even know if they were that relevant by that point. Um, it's the Ramones. They're still relevant today. Well, I mean, they're still relevant, you know, but like... I don't know. I'll have to. But yeah, it's called Rock and Roll High School. It, it, naturally, the remote, Rock and Roll High School is the theme song of the movie. And there. But any time you, you're a kid and you daydream about, hey, my school's boring. I wish something exciting would happen. That's what happens. So. And. Yes, it is cheesy. And what's cool about it is, well, um, that movie has one of my favorite Ramon songs, I Want You Around. Yeah. And also Clint Howard is in that movie. As one of the nerds of the high school. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know who he is, he's Rob How or Ron Howard's brother. And he is one of the most underrated character actors. Okay. I found Rock and Roll High, or Rock, yeah, Rock and Roll High School Forever. Yeah. There's only one person I know, like from looking at the cast. That yeah, I'm I just, reading it too, and I Corey Feldman. Oh, actually, my. no, I've known two people. Who? Larry Linville, Principal McGee. He played Frank Burns on Mash for a few seasons. Oh, okay. So I knew, yeah, which is kind of sad because that's the main thing he's known for, and he didn't yeah. know too much. All right. But yeah, so yeah, Rock and Roll High School. I think. You could buy the DVD somewhere. Oh, I'm sure you can. Yeah, but yeah, go on, watch it. Don't go in with really high expectations. Just enjoy the nostalgia factor. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now we go from our movie to our album of the month, and Danielle will start. Okay. All right, this album I haven't listened to in about 10 years, but I did enjoy this. Um, it is... Just Push Play by Aerosmith. Oh, I, I have that album. I do, too. I just don't know where it is right now. It's very funny how I came to own this. Uh, I was in high school, and uh, I was I listened to a little bit of everything, but at that time, I think I was really heavy into boy bands. Guy I had a crush on in high school. Um, we were on a class field trip. My friend was sitting near him on the um, way of field trip, and she said, oh, he has that CD with Aerosmith's Just Push Play. And um, so she's like, so she bought it for me, because she's like, well, you know, I don't think you're cool if you have this CD. And um, and at that time, the only, I mean, I knew who Aerosmith was. I was familiar with, you know, a few of their songs. But I remember that at the time, their biggest hit was their big hit was Jaded. Yeah, it was. And I loved the song Jaded. And they had performed with Instinct and Britney Spears at the Super Bowl, so automatically they were cool. 
for that reason. So I got the album, and it was actually pretty good. They had um, Jaded, Just Push Play, the title track, and um, they have a song called um, Love and Lies, which is a really good power ballad, I think. And, um, yeah, so goes to show you, just step outside of, you know, what you're used to listening to, and you'll be surprised. Mm-hmm. So, so if you can find it, Aerosmith. Just push play. Okay, it's sort of funny um, because I reviewed a couple of the songs mm-hmm. um, for now. That's what I call podcasting, where Jim yeah. Boy Star reviews all the um, now. That's what I call music albums. Yeah. And Jaded was the first one that we reviewed. Yeah. And I'll be honest, uh, I thought. The song was about sex. I really did. Mm-hmm. It, it isn't. So. Yeah. And then um, the second one is the title track, which is Just Push Play. So we're like, why is this song on this album? Like, we bashed the crap out of Just Push Play. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what we did was we reviewed what we both agreed was the best song on the album, Fly Away From Here. Mm-hmm. Which is a really good song. Yes. I I personally like it. It's the first Aerosmith album I ever bought with my own money. Yep. So it has a little special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Now, I did find Joe Perry. Uh, he did not like this album. Oh. Here's a quote. I don't think we've made a decent album in years. Just put uh, this is from 2010 by the way. Okay. I don't think we've made a decent album in years. Just Push Play is my least favorite. Wow. When we recorded it, there was never a point where all five members were in the room at the same time and Aerosmith's major strength is playing together. Mm. It was a learning experience for me. It showed me how not to make an Aerosmith record. Honestly, I I like this album. Yeah. I I, I like. I I mean, it's not their best album. I think Rocks is, which is a great album, but it's not my choice for the month. But right. Um. I like this one. I really do. So. Yeah, and not to mention, at this point, they have been recording together for over twenty years, and is still come together and record you know mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like it didn't sound half-assed to me no it didn't yeah. it, it's weird because it's like what one person thinks is one of their worst another person's like oh this isn't that bad of an album and they have a song um that i have on my ipod that they did a greatest hits album and you know how some bands they will do a greatest hits album and then they'll put like a newer song on it as well, mm-hmm. and they did one called Girls of Summer, which mm-hmm. I thought was a really good song. And it, it, I don't know if they've done anything since this song. This song, I think they did this in like maybe two thousand one. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they've done they've done another album. Their last album was twenty twelve. Okay. So, because um, yeah, because I have the song Girls of Summer, and it's kind of. 
um, reminds me. Of, oh yeah, okay, yeah. I, I, it felt more recent to me. I guess not. But yeah. All right. So. All right. Now it's time for my album of the month, mm-hmm. and I. I, I smiled, actually, when you mentioned the Ramones as your movie of the month. Yeah. Because my album of the month is the Ramones' self-titled debut album, The Ramones. Oh. This, I got this album, I bought it my senior year in high school, a couple weeks before I graduated. Mm-hmm. This is one of my, probably one of my all-time favorite records. Because it's the first one, and there's just so many good songs on here. Um, obviously, the big one is Blitzkrieg Bop. Everybody knows that one. Mm-hmm. But there are other good songs on this album. Uh, Beat on the Brat, Judy is a Punk, I Want to Be Your Boyfriend, which, that's a fun song to listen to. Oh, yeah. Um, and then there are some weird songs like Now I Want to Sniff Some Glue, I don't want to go down to the basement. Um, Let's Dance is on there. Um, It's a real fun album. And then if you get the extended version, you get demos of some of the songs that are on this album. Plus, you get a song that's not on this album, but will be in another one called I Don't Care. But... I think as far as, you know, where this is in the history of music goes, I think it's one of the more important records because it's it has stood the test of time 40, almost, almost 40 years later. And, mm. I mean, the band is so legendary, so well known. And if you want... To start, like, if you want to listen to the Ramones, if you want to buy their albums, start right here. Start at this album. And then you can go anywhere else, any way you want. But if you're going to look for a beginning point, this is where you start. Right here. Yeah. All right. Well, now that ends the show for this yeah. month. Um, we already told you what we're going to do next month, but for those who didn't hear, um, we're going to review a Disney Halloween. So we're going to do that. We're probably going to talk, you know, Halloween stuff and who knows what else. We're, <laughs> I mean, oh boy. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Huh? Rocky Horror Picture Show, maybe. Well, you could talk about it. Oh, you don't? Okay. I mean, I don't know. Well, we're, we're going to review the Disney one, but... Yeah, no, I mean, just talk about it. I mean, yeah, absolutely. We, we could probably talk about, like, yeah. some of our favorite, like, Halloween things that people would consider Halloween, so... Right, right. All right, well, that does it for this month. Um, if you did not enjoy this show, <laughs> you are just the biggest Grinch ever um so on that note for danielle i'm bill this has been nostalgia crew and oh wait a minute there we go and we'll talk to you guys next month bye he playing he playing